0: you're listening to we used to be cool a podcast for moms we hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool Hey guys, and welcome back to We Used to Be Cool, podcast for moms. We're here tonight with um, one of our best friends, Marissa Hughes, who, um, she's on the line. Marissa, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. So we'll just start, Marissa, and you can jump in and kind of tell us who you are, where you live, that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Marissa. I go by Missy with Hannah and Zan. And so (laughs) I'm super excited to honestly just be talking with them tonight. Um, I currently live in Charlotte, but I met Hannah and Zan in Wilmington and we became really good friends. And so now we travel to see each other, but currently I live in Charlotte. I'm a hairstylist and I love my family. I love Jesus. I have an awesome boyfriend and Yeah, I'm excited to talk today about this little topic we have here.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you're here, too. This is so fun. Um, It's funny because when we first really I guess when we released our first episode you texted us and we're like oh my gosh I love it this is so good da, 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 da. y'all need to do an episode about maintaining friendships once you have kids and um we were like oh my gosh yes
2: we should and Hannah was like and you're gonna be the guest when we do that and <laughs> so here we are so because really- Marissa we did not say this but Marissa is our first guest that isn't actually a mom so she is that
1: part seems very important <laughs>
2: one thing important to know about Marissa is she is not a mom and she is not yet a mom but she does she's an aunt and she has lots of friends that have kids and I was supposed to say all that and I forgot so (laughs) thanks (laughs) Hannah (laughs) okay so Marissa why don't you just start
0: why did you think that was an important topic for us to talk about Okay.
1: I, well, as soon as you guys released your podcast, first of all, I fangirled, even though I know you, okay, local celebrities to me, but (laughs) I was so excited because also I always just love when somebody starts talking about a niche topic that I feel like women really need to have a place to just process about. And so when it came out, I was just thinking about a dear friend that I have that had just said to me how we were in Bible study one night and everyone was saying like, What is the thing that you need right now? And one of my friends was just saying, having a child is so lonely. And that was a part of motherhood I wasn't ready for. And so she just really went in about how different friendship looks like for her now. And so I think between that and just getting to talk to clients all the time behind this lawn chair, it's one of the number one things that I hear is that when women start having children, if they don't have friends that are very flexible, which I feel like typically flexibility comes along with your friends that don't have children yet. Then they feel like they almost get isolated once they're having children. And so um, I'll share more for sure as we keep going, but I do have some specific stories of just, I think, fun, you know, things that have happened with some of my friends that currently are going through that fresh season of having children. And so um, I'll be excited just to talk about some of that, but I feel personally excited as a friend, I think who has wanted to navigate loving your friends well that have children Even my family members, like my um, sister-in-law, Ashley, she has three children, obviously, with my brother. And so I think being able to learn how to love well in that friendship as well, having children, I I just feel really, I think, passionate about this um, as a friend to really seek out what they need.
0: That's so good. And honestly, you're such a good friend. So I'm not surprised that that's something that you're passionate about because you always go the extra mile. You want people to know that you care about them and you're such an encourager and such a good friend that I feel like anybody who is your friend would say that about you and feels that way about you. And so even us being far away from you, you're still such a good friend to us. Um, So I know you always are, you know, making an effort, which is amazing. For sure. I feel the same. Well, and one thing I was thinking when you were talking was that I feel like what happens and I think it can kind of go both ways. It's like, Someone who has a kid, then they feel like they don't want to bother their friends who don't have kids. Mm -hmm. And the friends who don't have kids are like, I'm sure they don't want to do that. They have kids now, Mm -hmm. right? It's like like
2: she's busy with the babies.
0: Right. I think both sides can think that they're kind of, we're going to give them, they probably don't want to do this, or they're going to assume, I think they assume. That one way, one side feels one way that maybe they don't. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I was thinking sure. about an example. Like, if I want to invite someone to one of my kids' birthday parties, then I'm immediately like, Ugh, I'm sure they don't want to come to that.
2: Mm-hmm, that's so true.
0: Instead of, well, I'm just going to invite them anyway. And if they don't want to come, they don't have to, but I want them to know that I would love to have them there. Mm-hmm. And then nine times out of 10, they come because they do actually care about your kids and want to be there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: It definitely makes sense and it makes me think about my friend Ellen who always says loving my kids is loving me and it makes me want to show up to the things that she does for her children because I know that that's like she has told me how to love her well as a friend you know is care about my children too because we want you to be a part of our family and so one thing I was going to say that I think is interesting is I think you could put any name on this kind of like um, jigsaw puzzle of trying to navigate your relationships. whether your friends are single and then they get married or they open a business or then they have children. I think every single one of them has something in common, which really is to bring clarity to the relationship and how to make it work and how to make everyone feel included. Because I think we have this tendency to think that as soon as a, you know, environment of our life changes or a season of our life changes is that the person that isn't there doesn't get it anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm glad you guys are talking about specifically with children because it feels like such a far gap from, let's say you're dating, you don't have children, but then your friend has, you know, a child running around like a pterodactyl in their house. (laughs) Well, what do you do? How do you, how do you make quality time out of that? You know?
0: And yeah. And I think that's such a good point too, though, is like so many times I think we, we can't hang out. We're not going to hang out with our friends unless it can be like the perfect setting. Like unless we can have a girls night with no one else around, then it doesn't count as hanging out.
2: Yeah, but I for think sure.
0: the opposite of that would be, okay, my friend Emma is an example. She's like just really down to do anything to be with me. So like if I say, um, I can't go anywhere, but do you want to come over here and we can talk and let the kids will play in the backyard? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and she's younger than me and she doesn't have any kids, but she just like makes a way to show up. Or like one day we met at this coffee shop in town called three friends coffee that has, um, like it's made for people with kids. Basically it has like a play area and toys and all this stuff. And she was like, do you want to meet for coffee? And I was like, yeah, but can you meet me at three friends? So it's just one of those things of like you can make it work even if it's not an ideal situation,
2: you know? Yeah, I'm like very in I think I can I'm have a deep seated fear of inconveniencing someone and I'm like so worried about how they feel and like I feel like sometimes Zan and I will get together and we're like, let's invite these people and then we're like, oh no, I don't know because our kids will drive them nuts because we have four boys running around and Sonny who's the chillest girl ever, (laughs) but the boys are, they've never been chill a day in their lives. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be too much for them. Let's not invite them. Let's just hang out by ourselves. Like it's fine. We'll just do us. But we should always remember that it's better just to invite them and just be like, yeah, it's chaotic, but this is what it is. Like we still want to spend time with you. Right. And I think it's funny because I was thinking, I was listening to a podcast
0: today. Um, Kaylee Dickerson, if you don't listen to our podcast, it's really good coffee with Kaylee. I don't know if you've listened to it, Marissa, but it's so good. And today, her or it wasn't her episode from today, it was from a couple weeks ago, but she was talking about perfectionism. And I feel like that's kind of in the same conversation of like, Oh, my house, like, I would just invite him over to my house, but it's a wreck. Or my kids are crazy. Or, you know, whatever is the thing that you think is going to make people judge you almost like they don't want to be around my kids, they're gonna think I'm a bad mom, because my kids are so wild or something. But really, mm-hmm. it's like you're pushing people away. And what she said today on this episode was like, perfectionism isn't relatable. Like no one wants to be in a perfect house. No one wants to be with a perfect person because no one else is a perfect person. And so that's just going to make people feel bad if they think you're perfect. Like this isn't going to help anyone. Um, So that was another good reminder for me today. Yeah. One,
1: I think one of the things, which my friend Leah here in Charlotte is um, probably my friend right now that I like, we're like, navigating, which I say navigating, but it doesn't even feel like navigating. It has been so seamless. Um, but she and I actually talked about all this this week. So I was telling her about y'all's podcast, as I've been telling everyone, because I'm your number one fan, you know. <laughs> Thank and Marissa. So you're welcome, buddy. Even single girls, I'm like, if you're thinking about having kids, listen to this podcast. They'll talk are you, are you out of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been so great. Ashley, I'm glad you said that, because I think one thing I would say that I've taken away as somebody who doesn't have children listening to your podcast so far um, is that when people talk so negatively about something all the time, it makes people not like, you know, when you're like thinking about getting married, if someone talks negative, always about being married, it makes you not want to get married because you're like, oh, gosh, do I really want that. And so unfortunately, it's like we're in a culture that is complaining so much about their children that you don't hear them uplift of like okay actually this is hard and also one of the biggest blessings to our lives and so I've been so thankful listening to your podcast that it feels like something to glean from instead of something to be like looking at this large mountain ahead of me you know Mm -hmm. um so I've been thankful for that because of course it's hard like any other thing in this world but also it should be exciting and something to dream and hope for and know that it's truly a miracle from Jesus. And so I always feel so thankful to hear you guys talk about it being the best thing in the world. And also it's super hard, you know? And so I think one of the things that you guys were saying, going back to my conversation with Leah is we've had some funny moments where we've planned sometimes to hang out. And, um, I think what we've just kind of said is, and even to what you're saying, Hannah, about, wanting to invite people, being so afraid to inconvenience them. I think that when we have a better understanding of how people feel about us and like the permission that they've given us in our friendship, we feel so much more comfortable and confident. And so I think one thing that is just, I think a really helpful tool is even to ask our friends to my friends that have children right now, and also to the friends that have children coming back to the person that doesn't. It is asking a simple question like, what does winning as a friend mean to you right now? And how, what does success in our friendship look like to you? Because if it means I'm answering texts, answering phone calls every night, well, I think that that's a pretty unrealistic expectation. But if it's, hey, we're going to be a very relaxed, and I always say this, but I'm a no-pressure kind of friend. Cause you can cancel plans if you need to. You can change last minute if you need to. But I think having the right understanding of each other that, this is kind of a free-for-all. No one really knows what they're doing. Um, and then just set that and say like, okay, we're going to have low expectations of this and also very low pressure. But also what I know to be true about any of my friends that have children and are kind of running haywire is that if I really pulled the emergency break and was like, you know, code red, I really need a friend to talk to. Is there any way that I could steal your time for an hour tonight uninter- uninterrupted? I know for sure that any one of those friends that has children would do that and be right there. And I think we just have to be open to the fact that it may not be as seamless as, you know, we just pick up the phone and call and we always answer each other, but knowing that you have confidence in who that friend is to you. And you both understand what the other person needs right now. And just say like, you know, Hey, I've really been wanting to have some like alone time with you whenever convenient, and the next month or two is there a time maybe I can even help with a babysitter and pay for that that we could go out to dinner and sit down and talk but until then would love to still just keep coming by and all hanging out and so I think there just has to be kind of a meeting in the middle and also an understanding you know
0: totally that's good yeah that's so good and I think that's so like it's like you said at the beginning like it's not just moms who are struggling with this it's like everyone in America Mm -hmm. is like lonely at times or feels like they don't have strong connections with their friends or feels like there's everyone's so busy there's no you know it's so hard to find a spot in the calendar where we can all hang out and it's so funny because the other night um Ethan and I went out to dinner and our server was like um we were talking about how We were, our friends were coming. We had babysitters and we were so excited. He was like 23. He's probably like, okay, losers. I don't care. (laughs) But we were talking to him about it. And then he was like, um, that's actually what he said. He was like, man, I can't imagine because I'm 23 and we're all single with no kids and we can't get together. Like we can't find any time to hang out. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like when we're all married with kids. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but it was just like proof that, it's for every, it's everybody. It's like the culture that we live in is like very much like too busy, too scheduled. Sorry, there's no time for our friends. And so I think beyond just like, because you're a mom, but like just because you live in 2023, like you have to just be so intentional. If you really want to have strong connections with people, it's, it requires intentionality from both sides.
1: Yeah. And I think also being very aware of kind of like the balance of, where you're at in your life, like just because this friend might be in a very fresh season or of their child being super young, or maybe they're like in the most chaotic years that's going to be for the next five years. If you're in a, if you're in friendship, you're in friendship for the long haul, not just for this, you know, self-satisfying one year mark, you know? So when I think about it, it's just because you may be the person that feels like maybe you're, you're giving your 100% into the friendship and they're giving their 100%, but their 100% may look different now because of the things that they're having to carry like motherhood. What I think on the side of that is, you know, I think about my friend Ellen. I, she has three children at home and not once has she never not shown up in the moments where it has been the hardest. Maybe I left an old job or went through a breakup or something. She is a person that would show up at my house after her kids went to sleep and be in the home. And so I just think there has to be especially from single friends. I think one, there has to be just like a, an awareness of your friends that have children to keep an eye on them and check in on them. Um, but also I think just to be reminded that this friendship is for the long haul. And so what I know to be true is that this might be my time period of really pushing and pouring in for my friends, but they're going to show up for me later on at some other point. And I may just not see that now. And so I actually had written down, I was like, kind of going over just like thinking over scripture and stuff and things I felt like just applied to friendship. And one of the things that I wrote down was Proverbs 27, 9, it says, sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy for good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. And I think like when I was reading it, one of the things I was just thinking is, is that that scripture says, sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. And what it doesn't say is sweet friendships refresh the soul unless they have children. And so <laughs> then your heart is never going to be awakened with joy. And so I think you just have to like not think that this is doomsday if your friend has a baby and they're like, hey, we need to play at the Chick-fil-A play place. Right. In that case, I think you just need to like pull your britches up and say, all right, I'm eating an ice cream cone with my friend today and going to go hang out and just thinking of like, even all that the Lord can do in that. And Mm -hmm. also that it's God's kindness. Honestly, I say this to my sister-in-law all the time that if I hadn't watched her be a mom, the shock value for me would have absolutely (laughs) taken me out. I would say it would rip my wig off because I would have been in stock. My nephews and my niece have, you know, they're wonderful. And also, I'm like, wow, these kids are crazy. And so <laughs> it's just, you know, I think also just for friends to say and moms to be thinking like, what, if there's anything I'm learning right now, just like you would do to an employee or someone you're training, what can I teach them now that maybe won't catch them off guard as much as they caught me off guard so that when they get to this point, you know, they're more prepared. And that is such a gift to to for your friends that are moms to trust you to come in that close and see the good and the bad it is such a gift because you get to learn and you get to have a very raw understanding of what motherhood really is you know
0: that's such a good point and I feel like that's a and you'll you'll remember that once you do have a kid and then you'll know like oh I can reach out to them because they've already done this and I saw them do this and maybe they can help me with this it's like you're already building your village when you are ready to raise your own kids like you'll have that already going kind of thing um, sure. because and that would maybe avoid some of this loneliness we've been talking about on this podcast every week it's come up that
2: like people feel isolated people feel alienated once they have kids and I think yeah. also <clears throat> as I think that we can get in our own heads and be like and um you'll have a baby and be like none of my friends like they just don't even reach out to me anymore now that I had my baby like no one's like wanting to hang out with me or anything and I just feel like you just need to take that initiative and be like I'm just gonna reach out to her like this could be your the sign to you that you need to reach out to that friend that you're like she hasn't even reached out to me like since a week after the baby was born you know but they're we're just all thinking everyone's thinking about different things and I'm sure they're thinking like we were saying earlier like oh my gosh, I know she's so busy with the baby. Let's not, I'm not even going to reach out to her. She probably can't get coffee, but just reach out to your own, to your friends and just be like, hey, let's get together. You know, I just think it's important to take the initiative and do what you are hoping someone does. It's just like treat others the way you uh, want to be treated.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think through what you're just saying is like, at the end of the day, I don't think either party knows what they're doing. Exactly. Because on one hand, you're like, all right, I have children. What am I doing? How do I even let a friend come into this world? And then the friend that doesn't have children is like, I'm kind of scared. I don't even know how to come into her world. You know, I don't know how to love her well. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's where it takes almost like just re-getting to know your friend in a a different chapter of their life. And um, I think, yeah, just one thing I really appreciate about my friend Sydney and our Bible study is that she is so vulnerable and it's like she teaches us how to surround her well if that makes sense like uh, just really saying the things that she feels like she has longed for in having a baby and so um, that has been so helpful and i was thinking about y'all's podcast with Blake and how you were talking about making a list for your husband and how you're like husbands want to win and we want you to win And although friendships are not your husband's, what I do think is the key point about the list is what it does is bring clarity and direction. And I think that something like that of just saying like something very clear to your friend, like, and if your friend isn't doing this, teaching them that that's what you need and say things like, Hey, I just want you to know, I know we have dinner plans on Wednesday night, but if things go haywire, I want you to know, I would love to pick up dinner and just come sit at your house after the baby's asleep and things like that, that take the pressure off of it. But also, you know, I think for the women without children, having that conversation and taking off the pressure that we're just all in a different time right now. And then also for moms, I think them just being very vulnerable about what it is that they actually need. And also just, I really always appreciate the, I think just communication of how hard it actually is to keep up in the sense of not in a shameful, bashful way or a way that is complaining or negative, but it's a way that lets me know like, okay, I really understand that that there can't be an expectation to be on the phone talking at night because this is where that, well, this is their nightly routine and this is how they're keeping up. And so I feel like it really is just kind of like a meeting in the middle of what does each person need and what will also bring clarity so that our friendship can still keep working,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. That's good. I um, <clears throat> was just thinking, too, about a book or kind of something that I don't even know if this is – I guess it's along the same lines, but um, Zan and I were talking and some a couple of our friends about doing like a mom small group on <clears throat> one morning a week or every, whatever, every other week. And I was just like, honestly, I can't do it because – my only day off, like Monday morning is my only day off, and I just need to be at home and be cleaning, you know? And so, like, and then I listened to this podcast last week about a new book, and I was like, oh my word. I texted Zane and I was like, hey, actually, I'm down to do a um, small group because this book, this guy wrote, Justin Whitmill Early is his name. He wrote another book called Habits of the Household. Um, he's super wise, and he came out with this new book called Made for People. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's about friendship. And, um, like the little tagline, I just looked it up. It's called, or it says why we drift into loneliness and how to fight for a life of friendship. And he's like, I think and his, uh, it was him and his wife on a podcast. And she was talking about how as moms and wives or whatever, even if you're single, but I feel like, especially as a mom, it's like, this is my only free minute to clean. And I've got to clean this house, stay home and clean by myself. And like, that's actually not, friendship is super important and it needs to be a priority in our lives. Like God created us for relationship and for friendship. And that needs to be a priority even over cleaning your house on a Monday morning. Like you for your mental capacity, but also just the way we were created, you know? And so then I was like, okay, we're going to do it every other Monday morning. Now let's meet up and hang out. Cause I know this is important and I have to prioritize it. I can't let that be the last thing. And just trying to make my house perfect, like so important, you know? Yes. Yeah. I Relationship just, is just so important
0: that I just listened to a, um, really good sermon the other night at three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep. <laughs> um, it was by Holly Furtick, Marissa Verdeber. Yes, I of her. And um, actually, our guest next, or our guest Whenever. we had a few weeks ago, Emily, it's her sister. So she sent me the, the link and was like, you need to listen to the sermon. It's so good. And it was, but one of the big things that she said was the same thing, like, your relationship with God actually grows when you're in community with other believers. Like, It's not just about spending time with God one-on-one. It's also about having people that are praying for you and having people that are pouring into you and having people that are sharing with you what they're learning. And so it's like you're, you're missing out on a huge part of your walk with the Lord if you're doing it by yourself all the time. And yeah. that just was a good reminder for me. She was like telling the people in the audience, she's like, Look around, like this is a gift to you. Like it was a conference for women. She was yeah. like, All these people around you, like you need to use them outside of just this weekend while we're at this conference. But like you need a community of people around you. And so yeah. Yeah, just reiterating that was really good and, and smart and that's that sermon everyone should listen to it because she talks about so many great things another big piece of it was just like being where you are being present where you are kind of digging in wherever you wherever God's put you including building relationships with people and all those things no matter where you are not waiting until oh, once my kids are in elementary school I'll be ready to do that mm-hmm. or once yeah. I have kids then I'll reach out to her because we'll have more in common it's like not waiting but just digging in right where you're at That is so true, and honestly, I want to share this little story with you guys, and I
1: told Leah that I really wanted to tell this story, but um, I think the first thing I want to say is that it's interesting. It's crazy, like, on both sides. I'm listening to your podcast about being mothers, and I relate so much, but I would put something else. And when you say children, I put something else there. I would say right now, my whole life feels like my new, I almost said new relationship, but it's a year. So it feels pretty serious, you know, <laughs> uh, but I would say my relationship and also I own a business. And I think for me, that feels like the thing that makes me want to rush and the thing that makes me want to say, I have to be home and I have to clean. And I have to have a minute because all of this is going on. and so. It's like just two different names, but two very similar struggles and how do you navigate it? And something happened with Lee and I one day, as we said, we were going to go get coffee. And it actually, it was so, was so thankful it lined up because I was in town. I had been traveling so much and I felt like I hadn't seen my friend. I felt like we weren't able to catch up and we went to go get coffee and, um we went to this like little favorite coffee shelf we love and came back to the house whoa actually sorry that was two separate times I picked up coffee brought it to the house (laughs) because I ended up texting her and she was like I actually need the morning at home she was like my little man has kind of gone crazy and so I picked up coffee brought it to the house I get there and kind of in my head I was like oh my gosh we're gonna like sit down hang out he's gonna go down for a nap it's gonna be great and it everything that probably could have gone left for her did so and so like he immediately grabbed the coffee threw it on the floor I'm like we both like looked at each other just like I'm so sorry and we're like kind of laughing about it and then he just I mean he just wasn't doing well his name is Canyon he's so cute and he was just having a really hard day so much so that like she was in shock over it and she kept saying I just she was like I he's having a really hard day and what I didn't know at the time is that she was feeling sick and super worn down but she was just pushing through because she was like yeah i want to sit down and have coffee with my friend and so it ended up going kind of just you know all over the place but the day basically ended by we never actually got to really sit down and talk but i got to sit with her and we just sat on the couch and prayed together and truly she put canyon to, to bed and then i put her to bed and she went to take a nap on the couch and she just said, she was like, I'm so tired. And I just like, you know, we cleaned up whatever we got to pray together, just kind of helped clean up in her house. And then I got my car and I just started bawling in the car. And he's going to cry now thinking about it just because what I so deeply needed was to be at rest and have time for friendship myself. And I felt so honored to get to sit with her and something like that and get to love on her, because I felt like I had been so unavailable, because I've given all my attention to my job, all of my attention to my relationship, all my attention to all the other things going around. And so I was just so grateful and honored that she would let me be there. And I would say that it honestly was the day that really put a stake in the ground, that no matter what happens when we have a friend date set up, it truly doesn't matter. And I think that's really what I wanted to get to as well about just how much in that scripture, when it's talking about how good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. And what happened by Leah having a hard day is actually that I got to experience the Lord so much because I was able to sit in that with her. And also just the Lord reminding me of how deeply I need community and how awesome it was that it may have looked from the outside like, that would have been a wash. But really, I was just so thankful and thankful that like to sit and pray with my friend where it's like when you're so busy, when you're out at the coffee shop, when you're running errands, you don't stop and get to do those things together. And I think it's just building that emotional intimacy and trust in your friendship. And so I think it just works both ways. And I wouldn't be so quick for us on either side to write off what really could be just an opportunity for the Lord to meet both of you in your friendship and say, like, I feel so safe with Leah that she could have a baby running around the room screaming and I could be crying over something going on in my life and know that we're just like, this is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. And neither one of us feels awkward or weird because the Band-Aid has been ripped off, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just say it's like, I think those moments just sneak up on you and you just really don't realize that, the Lord has something for you both in your time together. It's not just that you're coming to be with your friend. I think in, in friends, knowing that to have children of our married or are married with children, friends, knowing that they are still a blessing and are still pouring out, even though it may not look like what they thought it was before. It might've looked like when, before I had kids, I could go shopping and go to boutiques and, sit at coffee for two hours or go to Orange Theory. I could do all these things. But I think then still be reminded, that like, I can say full blown, Leah blesses my life so much as a friend. But honestly, we're not doing any of the things that we used to do, which is pretty funny and backwards. And it's a lot louder and crazier than it was before. But it has been just such a blessing
2: and so fun for both of us.
0: That's
2: so good. Yeah, that's, that's such a good example. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect story. Um, I love that. And I love you you and Leah's relationship. I do too. too. She's so great.
0: Well, and I think like it wouldn't have been as comfortable as you just described if that had been your first time stepping into their lives, right? But you'd consistently been seeking her friendship, building that friendship. You've been around her baby a lot. Like it was just like it wasn't a one-time thing. It has to be consistent even if it's consistent once a month or once every other month or once every few weeks or whatever it is doesn't mean you have to that's not every day it's not even once a week but it's just consistently showing up whatever that means for you and whatever you know you're able to do I just yeah. think that's so good and it's like those friends that and we say this a lot it's like about certain friends where you haven't seen them in forever but when you're together again it's like no time has passed mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's sure. because you love each other, because you know each other so well, intimately. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so should we shift gears now, or do, y'all have, do you have anything else you want to say about the friendship um, relationships, Marissa? I don't think
1: I do, unless I have more questions or things you want to say.
0: No, I think you, you nailed it, and I think that... Like we said at the beginning, you're such a good friend, and like that's just even the way you speak about your friends. It's just proof that of how good of a friend you are, an encourager, a supporter, no matter what phase of life you're in, and no matter how busy you are. You're a very busy
2: person, but you always make time for people. Yeah, and I think that's such an example of Jesus. And I use this um, in the Sunday school class that I teach a lot with (laughs) my um, with my students, and just being like, or when I'm telling talking to them about friendships and relationships, I'm like. I've used you as an example so many times of just like you're the one wow. one of the only people I know that has like and this is not bad but like so many people consider you their best friend including me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and I just think that's an amazing example of Jesus because what you really are so good at is listening to people and I just um I just love that about you. I feel like you just really make people feel like Um, that you really care about what's going on, and you make them feel important, and I think that is just such a good example of Jesus, and um, yeah, you're just a great friend. We just admired about you so much, and that's why we had you on, like Zan was saying. Mm -hmm. It's also really, it's really interesting for me to hear, because I thought
0: Hannah considered me her best friend. (laughs) (laughs) This is (laughs) all No, but I think that was, that was great, and yes, I couldn't agree more, Marissa, you're 100, girl. <laughs> um, you're still, Marissa, one bad bitty in my phone since, um, I don't know, <laughs> hey. when, when you became that in my phone, like 2015, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> probably before oh my that. Oh, um, Okay, so I guess we could transition now. Hannah, do you want to ask any fun questions? Oh, or- my
2: word. Tonight, I have not even thought of a fun question, but I can definitely um, ask you one. Is there any book you've read in the last six months to a year that you would highly recommend? Oh my gosh. Yes. And this is
1: so psycho. I bought 10 copies and just put them in the bottom of my workstation at the salon today because this book has absolutely, as we said before, ripped my wig off. Okay. (laughs) Listen, this book is so sweet and simple, but it is called Dear Daughters. And every day there is a prompt. And they cover, she covers a topic and then there's just a little journal entry for you to write down. So I've just been following the journal entries and then praying after, but the whole concept of the book is that this is a woman who is just a girl's girl. She now has children, all of her children have grown up and now she is like the mom and friend to all of her daughter's friends. And the whole topic is dear daughter, if I could write you something about this topic, here's what I would tell you that I've learned over all of these years. And she's a believer. She's awesome. I can't remember her name right now. I but think she,
0: she has a podcast too.
2: Does she? Called okay. Called Dear
0: Daughters. Um, oh. On. Yeah. I know that. Me. I've listened
2: to it before. Wait, are you writing in the book or she's writing and you're reading it?
1: Is it a journal? So you read it and then you write. Oh, okay. Wow. Susie it's Davis. Yes. It's interactive and it's simple. So it's not like a um, – it's not like you're going to spend 30, 45 minutes on it, but it's simple things that make you really take a step back and just think. But I think her first chapter of the book is on worry and what your relationship with worry is like. And then there's just so many good things. One of the biggest ones I love that she writes about is family traditions and what type of mother that she wants to be. And um, not holding people to the traditions that you've had in your family, which, you know, we always joke around about how my mom says, Everything is a tradition, even if she starts it new that year. <laughs> and it's very funny. And I love our family traditions, but what I just love about it is how she just makes you consider prayerfully the things that you're committed to in your life and the way that you think about things, and then has you go and journal about them. So it's super powerful and just easy to do. It's not a huge undertaking, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. That's really good. I have one more fun question before we wrap it up. Um, I'm ready. It is... What, since you are a hairstylist, um, <laughs> I was about to say something else, but I won't. Since so you are a hairstylist, what is your number one go-to product right now? What's a product that you would recommend to practically everybody? Oh, my gosh. I know that's a hard question, but. It is, but recently, Hanny Mays.
1: Oh, Hannah Brock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's okay. Guys, look. She said hair salon, and it came out of me like we were still at our old salon, okay? <laughs> I can't help it. Okay. I've been so into hair oil recently. And when I tell you I've been pumping that thing in my hand, wiping my hands together, and wiping all of my clients' hair. I've been so obsessed with it recently, and I don't know why. But I am obsessed with Unite Purple Hair Oil. It's just so good and shiny and makes the hair smooth. And it has a little bit of a toning agent in it if you're blonde.
0: So really okay. been loving that.
2: Yeah. Perfect. Great answer. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. Um, well, I feel like this was so fun, Marissa. And I knew you were gonna have so much wisdom and so many good things to share. And so I'm so glad that you came on. I feel like I wanna ask you something else though, because I just don't want to hang up.
1: <laughs> I don't want to hang up either. I'll stay forever.
0: <laughs> okay. Why don't you just um Get, leave us with something encouraging. Uh, this whole thing's been encouraging, but just like we were on a podcast the other day and the girl said, um, Catherine Banco, if you want to listen to her podcast, Heart and Soul, it's great. But she asked us if you could leave the listeners with the post-it note of encouragement, what would you say? What would you write down? Not even
2: necessarily about friendship, but just anything lately yeah. that you're, that's been on your mind. Okay. Well, I think the first thing
1: that that just makes me think about is what I feel like I've just currently been walking in with the Lord. I feel like one of the things God has really kind of put in front of me is that our world in general has truly made such an idol out of every, only celebrating the seasons of joy. And I feel like one of the things that the Lord has shown me is, is that joy is the fruit of the spirit and also so is long suffering. And to be quick to come alongside your friends, to champion them to believe that even if it doesn't look like joy right now, that the Lord is not working any less in sorrow or hard situations than he is in whenever it looks like the big celebrations in life. And I think that, yeah, I think that to keep that short and sweet as much as I can is just been so good because I think we're so quick to rally around when it's a new relationship, somebody's getting married, someone's pregnant, a new job, And all of those things are so amazing. And also, it is really amazing to watch God work, even when situations are really hard and it's adding a lot of pressure. And it may not look to the eye right now that everything is out of resolve, but I think that that has just helped me just be reminded that the proof of God's faithfulness is not necessarily the joy, even though it's the fruit of the Spirit, but also so is long-suffering. And He is quick to give us the patience and steadfastness to kind of just keep on, keep on keeping on and, you know, take our walk with endurance. And I just think I'm grateful for that because it's helped me to, I think, meet my friends where they're at and also be met with that as well, that God is still faithful in either bucket that you find yourself in.
2: Uh-huh, that's so good. And it reminds me of this this song lyric that I've been saying in my head so much lately. And it's obviously, I've, well, I'm not, I was about to say everybody knows the song. Not everyone knows the song. But um, where they say, in the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. And it's like, yeah. even when you think nothing's happening, he is working. And like, you're, he's right there with you, just like you're saying in every... Every part of our lives and even the darkest parts and the brightest parts. I love that, Marissa. Yeah. It just reminds us how big he is, you know, because it's like if I start in
1: my mind trying to determine when I only think he's working, that I'm missing out on so much of the peace and contentment that I have that he is sovereign and in control and everything speaks to his greatness, not my ability to see it come to fruition yet you know mm-hmm. so yeah all those things so
0: thank you so much marissa i knew this was gonna be good and it was <laughs> I love ah,
2: you guys. You crushed you guys it. we love look you, so you so much okay? oh, we so much okay we look up to you <laughs>
0: that's her way of saying that we're older than her <laughs> 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 but no thank you so much for having or for coming on and being here we appreciate it so much and we couldn't ask for a better friend we already said it but we mean it Love you guys
1: so much. All right, listeners,
0: thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week.